Oh my God, we're doing it. Woo! What did I just say? Do it to it, my dude. <laughs> Was that what happened? Jesus. Okay. Hi. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm a human disaster named Heather. And yay! Yay! Uh, this is Where's My Flashlight, the podcast where time is meaningless. And, and gender, gender is just a cultural construct as well. That's right. So many things are just made up. And we're here. Oh, I'm Heather and this with me drinking. Sophie. Pie. Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, God, I wish I had some chai. Now that I have to wipe my face. Oh my God, what's <laughs> happening to me? Probably oh. a lot. Probably a lot. You know, I look by the looks of it. Oh, God. So, yeah, this is like the last day when like all my homework is due. And I have like three assignments. And I was working on one of them and I have to like pretend to be this other lady and write something like I'm her, you know? Wait, no, this isn't for the social justice class through ecology. No, no. Okay. And so I I was reading about this lady and I mean, she kind of sounds like me, you know? but maybe a little more hippy dippy. Could that be possible? No, (laughs) I don't know. Apparently it is because this lady is even more. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write it as myself and pretend that I'm writing it as her because I just, I'm so tired and I've given up like caring about it part of me is like just don't even do it just fuck it fuck it don't even bother but that's not really my style so I'm gonna do it even if I half-ass it but I was I was looking you didn't ask anything oh my god <laughs> I know <laughs> don't sorry ass two things whole ass one thing yes but I just don't think I have a whole ass to give right now, which is weird because I have an ample amount of ass. I agree. So what, I don't know. There, it's just been, there's a lot that's been happening in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, so I'm just, I'm like, I just want to be done with these classes and just be done. I'm done with statistics. I finished that yesterday. Thank God. Yeah, I think I got an A minus. Woo, that's not bad at all. That's that's lovely for a statistics course. I'd be so proud if I got an A minus on a statistics course. Yeah, so I'm I'm fine with it. I just wanted to be done. Um, Yeah, what's going on with you? Well, um, probably just like many of our listeners, um, 
as well as poor dear Heather, um, you know, going through some shit mm-hmm. too. Um, I just turned in my master's thesis Ooh. and I almost completely lost my mind at some point where I just, I wanted to go running down the street naked, screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I wanted to lose it. I wanted to lose my shit. And, uh, but I got through it. I did it. It's over with. Uh, but what's hilarious is when I got to the library to print out the thesis, which is like, it was like 70 something pages long, right? Yeah. And for some reason, the program I was working with decided to stop numbering half of my thesis pages. Oh. So like one whole half of my master's thesis was page 30 two or whatever which means now I don't know what to put in my table of contents <laughs> except for 32 for mm-hmm. eight entries or whatever and literally myself and two other people were trying desperately to fix it and it just would not budge and I'm literally running late for the class that I have to turn it into and luckily one of the one of the ladies that was trying to help me fix the problem actually happens to me the administrative assistant who does a lot of the work for the department that I'm in mm-hmm. and so she was like like we literally did everything we could to fix this um so you're just going to have to stick a sticky note on your thesis and give it to your professor and tell them that myself and this person and everybody tried to fix it. There was nothing you can do. So they're just going to have to deal with it. And yeah. I was just like, okay, it's not ideal. I'm not happy about it. In fact, I'm very mad about it. But at the same time, uh, you know, what? what literally, yeah, exactly. I just, at that point, I just had to let go and let Yahweh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> right. <laughs> no way. Yahweh. Okay. I like that uh, the meme where Jesus is like walking on the stormy ocean and there's these dudes in a boat and they're like, Jesus, you're in the way. And he's like, fuck you, I am the way. <laughs> yes oh my god that is one of my good I could totally picture Jesus saying that yeah he would totally totally say that yeah um my other favorite one is there's this famous painting uh it's along those same lines it's a famous painting of I can't remember if it's Jacob or Job, one of the people in the Bible, and they're they're those people are anyway, so it's cool. It yeah, I mean, it was some sort of J name, and um, you know, there's a lot of them in the Bible, mm-hmm. Bible, and he was wrestling with an angel, and the angel was holding his arms back like this towards his face, or not the angel, but the angel was holding the dude's. J name dude's arms back towards his face. Mm-hmm. And it said, 
in like that whole like King James version, like Elizabethan English, like stop hitting yourself thyself. And mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> yeah, yes, it's oh great. That's a I'll have to show it to you because I'm definitely not doing it justice. Yes. At all. Please, if you see it, send it to me. So that's a very, I love things like that. Me too. <sighs> so what else is going on? Oh yeah. So I had an interview. Oh. Uh-huh. On Friday for a, for a job that is a promotion, Ooh. not only in position, but also significantly in pay. Ooh. So yeah. You can take by the way. Her. Oh yeah, totally. I mean you yeah. would probably anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I would. Yeah. I would I would take you to get the best spa you've ever had in your life or something. Oh no. We'd figure Ooh. it out. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So and dear listeners, I love you, but I'm not going to tell you what my occupation is or what I'm getting my master's in. That's right. So because privacy. Deal, right. Deal with it. We've never Just, even told these people our last names. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, that's true. There you have it. Speaking of which, season three, episode three that we just watched, um, you know, I think that Grant and Jason were trying to claim some anonymity as well because they declined again to share what their paranormal experiences were. Yeah, I don't I don't think that we ever hear what they are. Right. Which I mean, I guess it's fine or whatever, but like everybody else is telling them theirs, you know? Right. What happened to, I'll show you mine if you show me yours, you know, (laughs) but that's how I live my life. Clearly. No. Do you want to talk about this episode? Since I guess that's like what we're doing here. That's the point of all this. Yeah. And you know, did you like that segue? I really tried. That's good. (laughs) It was really good. Um, well, okay, on this episode, season one, episode three, uh, there's two different cases, so I guess we can each do the summary of one of them. Do you want to do the Lighthouse Inn, or do you want to do the John Stone Tavern? I'll do the Lighthouse Inn. Um, first off, there were too many dicks swinging around in this episode. Um, <laughs> there was like a lot of testosterone in it. There was so yeah. much drama. So between much drama. The two Brian's, Brian Douche Noir, our lovable douche, and, mm-hmm. and Brian Bell, who is a new member. And they both um, did, what is it called? A vicious cockfight over yeah the equipment yeah pretty much like I was I was thinking something about a sword fight 
but it's like supposed to be a euphemism for whacking their dicks around. I don't know. I just wanted to say the word cock. Yeah, that's a fun word. There it is. I said it. That's right. Yeah, spoiler alert, Brian Bell doesn't last very long on the show. So, Mm. yeah, that's true. I don't care for him. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting me continue, Heather. Oh, yes. Fucking yes. with you. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, I was a little confused about the history of the place. Uh, going into the Lighthouse Inn, it seemed like the introduction and the, the history, like the interviews of the client was so brief that I blinked and it disappeared. Well, the thing about that that I remembered from last time is that they actually do the introduction of it on the previous episode. Oh, right. Because on the last episode, they really didn't get any evidence, so they had to fill time. So, <laughs> you know, they they started, like, the introduction of the Lighthouse Inn and, like, the tour and talked about the claims and stuff on the end of episode two, because I had the same experience. I started episode three, and I was like, oh, they're just jumping into it. Like, there's not even, like, foreplay or anything. They're just, like, rushing in. Right. What? What? And then I was like, oh, yeah. So I had to go back to episode two to bring myself up to speed about it. So that's what happened. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like, agreed. I was like, where's the lube? Where's the reach around? I mean, right. where's the, where's the cooth? Yeah, even? exactly. Um. But anywho, so, um, yeah, and then there was also drama, apparently, between Jay and Grant over firing Brian. Were they going to fire him or not? Mm-hmm. You know, they obviously didn't disagree in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and as mentioned earlier, Grant says that their paranormal experiences are too personal to share. Mm. Um, and I want to ask you a question about that maybe in a little bit okay um did some recreation of like the staff's experiences at the site which I really liked um and of course we we learned I think for the first time that Steve is not afraid of much but he is afraid of spiders and bugs Mm -hmm. which is very lovable about him for some Mm -hmm. reason he's not afraid of ghosts He's not afraid of bad guys because he's a cop in real life, mm-hmm. but he apparently can't stand flying. Oops, sorry. Can't stand spiders or bugs. Um, also, Steve got touched on the back of the head. <gasps> um, you know, and like, there really was no evidence really in this episode. They did get some orbs. But they had to throw it out because if in the off chance, yeah, and exactly right. In in the off chance that it is probably dust or a bug or something, Mm -hmm. you know, like I think that they stipulated that uh, real spirit orbs are lit from within. Yes, so create their own light. Exactly. Um, and other than that, so yeah, they had a little bit of personal experiences from the episode, um, but no evidence. Pretty much. There was one EVP. 
Oh, that's from John Stone Tavern. No. <gasps> what? Oh, no, there isn't an EVP. That is from the other one. I'm sorry. I don't know how to read. That's really the problem. So, yeah. They do just have, like, videos of dust and, like, nothing else. Mm -hmm. So they're, like, inconclusive. Right. There might be some activity there. We just don't have the proof to back it up. So kind of, like, going back to, you know, before we move on to the John, John Stone Tavern, I wanted to ask you, um, do you think that paranormal experiences are too personal to share? I guess it depends on the person and the experience. Yeah, but you personally. Oh, how do you my experiences? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel about it? Well, no, I'll talk about anything. <laughs> I'm an open book. Ain't no shame in her game, people. That's right. Like, I will literally talk about anything. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that about you. Yeah. Some, it scares some people, <laughs> which I think is what happened the last time I tried to date somebody. I think that I scared him. Good. Yeah, because, you know, I, I don't want to date the kind of guy who's going to be scared of me. Mm -hmm. just because I talk about things like yeah. this is who I am bitches right I say things I say a lot of things yeah and here's the thing though like I say what I mean you know I don't mince words I don't lie and I guess that was another problem that that guy had was that he like wasn't great at like telling the truth. And I don't yeah. have time for that. I do not have time for that. So mm -mm. whatever. Ain't nobody got time for that. Fucking A. Yeah. Honey, honey, I don't want that. Yeah. Right? Jeez. So yeah, that's the situation. There was something else I wanted to say about the lighthouse in. Well, before we move on. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that that guy was scared of you. I'm glad that he like showed his true colors because you don't want to date somebody like that anyways, that can't handle a strong, independent, intelligent and deep, very deep woman yes exactly so I'm glad that I figured out who he really was so quickly because it would have been a lot worse if it had gone on any longer so mm -hmm. agreed yeah so fuck him but don't fuck him you know what I mean well maybe I already did like whatever <laughs> well yeah no judgment of course but I'm just saying, you know, fuck them in a different way. Sure. Exactly. Okay. Um, oh, my mom's home. Can you hear her? 
<laughs> yeah, I could hear like everything. Actually, I heard dogs barking, and I was like, "Wait a second. Oh, I have my window on. Oh, so there's yeah, there's gonna be some neighborhood sounds, and that's just how it is. Because if I close the window, I suddenly can't breathe. Ooh. So yeah, yeah, we don't. Want I'm one of these like open window all year kind of weirdos you know I get it yeah so I am who I am Sophie I know I've known that for a long time I know that's why you love me god there's mm-hmm. something else I wanted to say oh I did a little bit of research about the locations because they didn't really mm-hmm. give any like history of the places and since they go to like really cool places, I thought maybe I should do some quick, bless you. Thank you. I should do some quick, um, you know, just see, see what, what's out there on the, on the web. Um, so just real quick, the Lighthouse Inn, which is in New London, Connecticut. Um, was built in 1902 as a country home for some like steel baron and his wife. And then he died like a few years later. Um, and then the wife, the widow, she like slowly sold off her entire estate, including that house. And it was opened as an inn in 1927. And it became really popular as like a destination for uh, like Hollywood stars, especially in the 1940s, because it was like really fancy and beautiful. Um, blah, blah, blah. It was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1996. Ooh. Which is there some dogs barking again for it? That's just for you. I arranged it just for you. Um, Thank you. See. And then I think that Taps was there probably in like 2004 when was season one of this show even made did we already discuss this I don't know uh I don't know all I remember is that you know it's they've been doing this for more than 10 years yeah it's been a long time um so okay so the the in oh here she comes I'm recording Hi, Karen. Um, hi. I can't hear you because yeah. I have headphones. Sophie says hi. Tell her I say hi. She can, I hear, can you. hear her. Oh. Through the headphones is loud. Oh. Because <laughs> Sophie's loud. Sophie's loud. home before dark. Yay. Okay, bye. Oh, hi. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you, Mom. Okay. <laughs> um, wow, we had a special guest already. How exciting. Yeah. I know, in your very own mother to boot. Mm, okay. Oh, I love her. She's so great. Me too. She's amazing. Okay, so the inn closed to the public in 2008 and just sat there empty. And the city took it over and they put it up for sale in 2014 and nobody bought it. It just like sat there for two years and then it was auctioned off. Whoa. No one wanted it. What? Why? I don't know, but it just sat there. And so the current owners bought it in 2016 and have been working on getting it opened 
and it says it's going to open in winter 2022, which I think is like right now. Like it's still winter I, technically, I, yeah. Right, yes. right. But it didn't have a date or like a month or anything. It was just like winter. Um, so that's a little history of the, uh, the Lighthouse Inn, courtesy of Wikipedia and some other website that I didn't write down because I'm terrible. I bet that what it was is it had been so dilapidated for so of so many years that it like literally was like a money pit for the price they were trying to sell it for. It could and be. So that's why they had to auction it off at a lower price so that somebody would invest in trying to fix it up. I know that in 1979, it caught on fire. Ooh. And um, whoever the owners were at the time, they had to pay, it cost them like over $3 million to fix the damage. Mm, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot of money. So um, there it is. There's some history of the place for you. Um, I haven't even made $3 million in my whole life thus far. God, I haven't even made $300 in my whole life. <laughs> One time I crocheted a sweater for somebody and they paid me $430 for it. Holy crap. That's a yeah. deal. For a fucking sweater. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a custom sweater, though. Handmade. Oh, my God. What the hell is your mom doing? What is that? She's, like, bringing stuff in from the car. <laughs> and oh, the, that's perfect the for this. The door is, okay. like right behind me. And the, that's true. The walls are thin. So we're going to hear, we're going to hear some things. So just, just deal with it. Yeah, just, uh, dear listeners, just pretend that Heather and I are both wearing period dress mm -hmm. and it is a residual haunt exactly. going on in the background and Mary and William are both there. Oh, William. I love him. <laughs> um, I mean, I am wearing a nightgown, so, you know, that's all. Yeah, that counts. It's almost a period dress. Yeah. I think it was designed by Reese Witherspoon, but don't quote me on that. I will. Okay, thank you. Um, God, I don't remember what else I was going to say about the actual case. I'm I'm trying about the Lighthouse Inn. And I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think that you covered it. There's drama. There's uh, Steve is down in the tunnel and he feels like something touches him. Yes. Also, there's a, drop in, there's a drop in temperature from like 90 degrees to 69 degrees. Like yeah. and then he touched so that's an interesting thing that happens sometimes like cold spots you know that can't be explained by any other reason you know um when a spirit or entity or whoever it is you know has to like suck energy out of the environment to manifest or do something and heat is just energy yes in, they, in jewels they suck the heat out 
Oh, and I do like how Brian Harnwa is like, I don't care what anyone says. This place is haunted, straight out haunted. <laughs> yeah, and I love how he was like literally standing right next to Steve, like backing up Steve's personal experience. Like he was like, I'm on his side. I think this place is haunted. And then uh, Brian Bell like discovered with Steve that that was 10 to 15 pounds of pressure or mm-hmm. something. God, I just don't like that guy. I know he, he's, like, he's like, not a lovable douche. He's really not. He's just he's just just sorry. Not, he's just a douche. Yeah. A regular one. A regular douche. Um no. another thing I don't really like are orbs. Really? Yeah. What do you have against them? What did they ever do to you? Well, just because like almost every time they're actually dust or like a moth or something, you know, like I don't know if I have ever seen actual credible evidence of an orb that couldn't be explained as like a lens flare or a piece of dust or a bug or you know whatever else like I've heard a lot of talk but I've never seen actual like credible evidence of an orb that you know it's like a floating ball of light right except for those you know bioluminescent swamp gases or whatever the fuck they are but that's I think paranormal that's science that's fine you know, I, I actually want to see evidence of the swamp gases because um, I always thought that they said that to explain Foo Fighters. I mean, not the band, but um, <laughs> the UFOs. You know, the Foo Fighters have some explaining to do, honestly. They do. The band. Yeah. They roll. We need answers. Mm-hmm. Lots. I don't. I don't really know what questions I have for him. But I don't know. Dave Grohl, if you're listening, I have questions. Yeah, she's got questions, and like she's important too. So um, swamp gas to me, right? Inquiring minds want to know exactly. Yeah. So I think we've said everything we need to say about the whatever it's called. <sighs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the second case that they go to is the John Stone Tavern or Stone's Public House. It has both names and it's in Ashland, Massachusetts. Um, this is a place. I also did a little research about this place. It was opened as a hotel in 1832. It is no longer a hotel. It's just like a bar and restaurant, but it's still open. It's been open continuously since 1832. Whoa. And um, that's got to have a lot of history. That's got to have a lot of ghosts. Yeah. And so uh, it's been on like several different um, like paranormal shows, not just Ghost Hunters, but uh, Ghost Lab which I've never seen, but it's a Discovery Channel show. 
I guess, um, where they also got an EVP. So, um, so anyway, the story is about this place because um, it's like right next to, like right next to the fucking train tracks. And uh, so they claim that this little girl was hit by a train and then brought into the hotel where she died and that her dress and pinafore were up in the attic, just like tossed in the attic, which is weird, first of all, that they would take her clothes and put them, just throw them in the attic. Like, I don't know. Um, but apparently people would like see her um, like walking around or they'd see her like through the windows. Um, I've got some things to say about that doors. stuff. Well, yes, well, that stuff in general, but mm -hmm. conti continue the yes recap. Okay. Um, and they also just like in the bar area, like they'll see like a figure, you know, and like out of the corner of their eye and then go look and nobody's there. That kind of stuff. Um, that's all they see on the show. But then like some of the articles that I found, like there's a lot more claims of activity, like, you know, but we're here to talk about ghost hunters. We're not here to talk about the internet. I guess we're here to talk about whatever we want to talk about. I'm just, I'm going to tell you what happened on ghost hunters though. Um, but apparently there really was a little girl who got hit by a train and died in the hotel. And her name was Mary Smith. So there is a Mary in this case. Oh, yay. And she was 11 years old and <gasps> killed in 1863. And the dress and pinafore are no longer in the attic. Now they are framed and hung on the wall in the restaurant. Which I don't know if that's better. Uh, being tossed in the attic. I don't know. Um, so also there's a claim that the, the hotel was part of the Underground Railroad. Um, but they don't find any evidence of that, like any hidden rooms or compartments or anything. Um, and I didn't see anything about that when I was looking it up, but I also didn't look very deeply. So I don't know if that's true or not, or if it's just one of those things where like every building that existed in certain parts of the United States during certain years, you know, they're like, oh, this is totally part of the Underground Railroad, you know, and was it? I don't know. Um, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, so, okay, they do get an EVP on this one, and it's a voice, and I hear it. Did you hear that car? I thought I heard footsteps. <laughs> it was a residual it's probably my mom um yeah anyway so the voice that that I hear it's like I am not and then there's like a little breath like maybe trying to say a fourth word and Grant thinks that it says I am not dead I don't really hear dead maybe I don't know I definitely hear I am not that's what I heard as well. Breath. Right. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. And it was super whispery. It's just like, 
and the, that's my best. Yeah, that was really good. Actually. Um, Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and then they see more dust. Um, and then there's this weird light on the wall, but they go back and try to recreate it. And they do pretty much recreate it with the infrared illuminator. So that was disproved. Um, so that's, that's that. That's what happens at the Stones Public House slash John Stone Inn in Ashland, Massachusetts. Yeah, I think that there was like a couple of personal experiences for like with Donna and Oh, one of the Kristen. first of one of the first of many Kristens that would eventually be in this show. Um, they do have a weird experience in the bathroom in the ladies' room, um, but it's not really clear what that is. They just like feel creeped out, and Donna hears like a sigh or something. And yeah. then Steve's camera malfunctions. And then it works a few minutes later, like it's a ghost. And then there is also like a weird cold spot, but they're also in, you know, like a 200 year old attic. So I don't know about, right. I don't know about cold spots in a 200 year old attic. Um, I'm not a building inspector, so I can't really say the condition of that attic. It looked kind of sketchy though. Um, so that's, those are the personal experiences. They do show that oil painting of the baby, which is just a creepy painting. Um, I really like that the baby in the painting has like a furrowed brow. I can relate to that baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there it is. Do you have anything to say? Yeah, I got a lot to say. <laughs> um, so, uh, one of the things that kind of annoys me about, um, some of the places that ghost hunters investigates or like that you can investigate any paranormal hotspots or places is that a lot of times the owners or the people around will make all these unsubstantiated claims about the history of the place. Yeah, and I and I believe that was the case with the pinafore and the dress, and I believe that was the case with the painting, because um, like a lot of times, you know, it's like people just make shit up, and all of a sudden it becomes fact, and then you'll like do research on the case, or um, you know whoever the case manager is or whoever does the research on the place mm -hmm. will find out that a lot of it is just bull crap that people malarkey yes yeah um yeah I I noticed that too because I was thinking you know that's what got me thinking like how do they know that that is that exact little girl's dress and pinafore you know how do they know that and also why would they like, I understand my, why they might take off her dress and pinafore, but why would they throw it in the attic? Why wouldn't it go with her body wherever it ended up going? Like, that doesn't make sense. You know, and there's really no way to prove that it 
did belong to her. It's just like, oh, they saw this dress and assigned it to that little girl. You know, and that's why I looked up, like, was there actually a little girl? And apparently there was, even though Mary Smith is like the most generic name I've ever heard. (laughs) But, you know, that was, you know, that wasn't like on their website or anything. That was like in an article. So like a newspaper article kind of thing. Um, Well, that that lends some credibility to it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go digging up fucking death records and stuff you know I'm not I don't have time for that I need to like graduate college or whatever but um (laughs) yeah and like you know it's the same thing with the underground railroad it's like you can say a lot of things about a location and you know and then you like find a painting and it's like oh this must be that little girl it's like why would they think that painting of a baby is a is the little girl who died there because she didn't live there no that's just where they brought her when she got hit by the train right so why would there be a painting of her as a baby in the attic of the place you know yeah that's what i'm saying and that's why i liked it when uh grant when you know the manager of John Stone Tavern was like oh that's her dress and pinafore in the attic and he goes are you sure like that really is that you know that that that's her pinafore and dress like he didn't ask it just like that but he basically like was trying to verify what she's saying and then she immediately was like oh I don't we we aren't sure kind of a thing and it's like there's like you don't have any proof there's no way to verify that so right yeah I like it I don't know when they start doing this part of it um but I like it later on when they actually do go to places and like do actual research about the property you know to find out like are these stories true is there any way to prove this you know like did this person live or die here you know like anybody you know who the hell's William Mm -hmm. these are the questions I want answered um right maybe Dave Grohl can answer that one you know maybe he can I hope so we'll get him on the show (laughs) um yeah I'm sure he'll be god I would just pee my pants probably I don't know if I say anything right um, yeah. yeah you'd probably pull a tina mm-hmm. from bob's burgers you'd probably be like uh, i yeah i definitely would yeah yeah uh, that that's really that's, yeah yeah that's better that would be me i mean that <laughs> is me like pretty often yeah there's a lot of people with cute butts and, right you know I'm gonna notice yeah and you might have a few fantasies about them oh my god okay nope stay on track I was gonna tell you a story but <laughs> <laughs> we're we're focusing okay yeah we're focusing on 
the thing. Um, <sighs> exactly. Sorry, guys. I am super wiped. This is probably, you know, the most lively you're going to see me this episode. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, I just, I need to make it to Wednesday. That's when my last paper is due. And it's like the most depressing paper. And I'm just like, can I just, you know, I'm, I was trying to figure out like what grade I would get if I just didn't turn it in, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, what if I just got a zero and decided to just sleep all week, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I still pass the class. <laughs> you know, I have, like, a 98% right now without that paper being turned in. So, I don't know. But, I like, I want to write it. When does it do? Wednesday by midnight. You can do this. I know that I can, but do I want to? <laughs> maybe, maybe some healing will come out of it maybe yeah I don't know I'll just half-ass it Uh, uh, I'm not really good at half-assing things though like there was this assignment that I did I started it last night and I finished it today and I had to like make this diagram in um I used Microsoft Paint and I was like it doesn't have to be perfect I just need to get it done you know Uh mm-hmm like some points are better than zero points, right? You know, just get it done, get it turned in, whatever. But then I was like, you know, like I got really into it (laughs) and I still didn't make it perfect, but like, I was actually really proud of it when I turned it in, you know? Um, Yeah. And it's pretty, it's like these, like rainbow circles like each color of the rainbow is like a bigger circle I don't know it was all about like the hierarchy of power or something oh yeah and like I also have not been filtering myself like when I write on the discussion boards just because it's like so to the end of the term and I'm just you know I just, I don't even care. So I've just been like saying what I really think. <laughs> nice. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll I feel like they this, respond, how they respond to your. I feel um, like this teacher is pretty, like he's into that. You know, like he wants you to say what you really think, you know, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, the filter thing, I get it. Mm. I'm having, I'm having a hard time with that right now mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I didn't like say fuck or anything. I just, you know, I kept it professional, right? But it was like, I'm just going to say what I really think about this instead of like, oh, this is so good. This is such a good whatever, which I think is like the point of the assignment. And I was like, no, 
because I've seen too many situations where, you know, there were like really good intentions, but then it like didn't work out the way that they wanted to just because racism is a thing. No. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, and was, I think that was, that is, <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's something that needs to get called out. If you see it, you know, you shouldn't have to sugarcoat it. Like, yeah. There, like racism isn't sugarcoated so why should you sugarcoat talking what about it, it yeah what it is yeah There's- exactly so I mean it was basically like I won't go into too much detail um but the uh it we had to read this like plan to add a certain number of acres to the um, like designated wilderness area in the Olympic National Forest. Oh, you mean where the big feet are? Yes. Um, uh, and you know, it's a good plan. Like I, I approve of you know what they're trying to do you know, and I hope that it works out for them, but it was like, you know, I had to write about who are the people who are affected by this and who should have a say and who do have a say. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I was like, you know, cause they, they made a really big deal about like being inclusive when they were making the plan to find areas that were like valuable to different cultures for different reasons. Um, Which is good, that's very good. But just from like working so long in forest conservation, you know, I guess I'm just skeptical. Right. Because, you know, I won't, say the name of the place where I used to work, but they made a big deal about being inclusive and a safe space and everything. And they were not that. So, right. You know. Yeah. It's one thing to say that you're doing things that way. It's another to show Yeah, that, you know, are you walking the walk and talking the talk? Exactly. So I want to see it. I want to see it. Show me. Exactly. So I didn't say, you know, this is bullshit. I was just like, I'm skeptical because experience. Good. So you should be skeptical. And I think critical. And I think it's okay that you're bringing a little bit of your, your jaded side to the perspective because mm-hmm. I, think, I think they need to probably, you know, some of them probably need to get a little hole poked in their bubbles exactly they need to hear the thoughts of this bitter jaded old hag (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're gonna hear what i think you know right um a little too little too late exactly you fuckers you can't you can't pretend like you know what you're doing because (sighs) i'm gonna believe it when I see it exactly so yeah 
Can you hear my yeah. mom talking? A little bit. Okay. I can't hear what she's saying. I can just hear her voice. Um, uh, you mean the residual haunting? Yes, the residual about. haunting. It's not my mom. It's my house is haunted. It's Mary. I mean, yeah. my house probably is haunted. Uh, not well. Hopefully, not as much. As I don't. I don't more. think that it is now. Um. Oh, I guess maybe I'll I'll share a story just to get us back on topic. That would be cool because yeah. I honestly, I, I got to be completely honest with you. Like, I don't even want to think about school. No, I don't want to even look at school. School is stupid. I love it and I hate it. Oh my God, I'll, I'm going to be in school the rest of my life. And that's a choice that I've made. So that's when a I deal. complain about deal. it, remind me I did it to myself. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll say, remember when you had that come to Jesus moment <laughs> and you said to G- and you said to Jesus, Jesus, I'm going to go to school for the rest of my life. And Jesus was like, OK. Yeah. I don't really talk to Jesus, though, except to tell him he's in the way. And then he yells, fuck you. I am the way. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Um, and he sends the angels to tell you to stop hitting yourself, oh hitting God, thyself. That's so rude. I know. So, okay, I guess I'll tell a story about this house where I live now, where my mom has lived since 1993. What should I tell? Do we want to talk about the place burning down or? Well, it burned um, down, but I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. That's just a thing that happened. Okay. Well, you know. But I guess, I don't know. It was haunted after I brought over that psychic circle, a.k.a. Ouija board. Ouija Mm -hmm. board. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, like, okay, so dear listeners, um, our house that I'm talking about, it's like a ranch style house. And, you know, so it's just like a long stretched out house. And on one end of it is the garage. And when we moved in, we built a bedroom into the garage because there weren't enough bedrooms for all of us kids. So, um, the bedroom out in the garage, it, like, all of us have had it as our room at a certain time, you know, like, we all cycled through it, um, and when it was my room, when I was a teenager, like, you know, you'd have to walk through a little bit of the garage to, like, come into the house, you know, and there was just like you know like at night you know there would just be like the little sliver of light from my bedroom door and I would go to the door into the house which is you know I don't know 10 feet probably maybe 10 feet yeah I don't know yeah they're thereabouts I 
who knows if it's not very far. So, I mean, but there was this like shape, like just in the, like where the light from my door ended, you know, like right in that shadow, there was a shape, like a person, like a tall, like kind of like tall, stocky person. Um, but it was just this, like where the shadow was darker. You know, it wasn't like completely like a solid shape. You know, it was just, but it was definitely the shape of a person just right there in the shadow. And I was like, holy shit. And I just like ran to the door and went in the house. And I was like, I'm never going back out in the garage again. But you know, that's my bedroom and that's where my cat was and stuff. So like, I saw that thing like pretty often at night, like in that same spot. Where was it? Like where exactly, like I'm picturing. Like if you're standing in the bedroom door looking out, it would be like on the right. So not blocking your way to get into the house? No. Okay. Not blocking my way, but just standing there like watching. <gasps> yeah. yeah. And that thing, it was like, like sometimes I would just feel it. Mm, like you're being watched. Yeah, or just there was this weird, like, darkness around. I don't know how to explain it, but just this, like, you know, like, I wasn't alone. Not in a good way, you know. (laughs) You know, but in a scary way where there's something there that isn't supposed to be there, you know. And Um, the energy or vibe, what? what did you get from it? Like, did it feel negative? It was bad. bad. It was really bad, like skin crawling, you know, and it wasn't always there, you know, like from the time that we moved in, because by the time that that bedroom was my bedroom, it was like 1996, I guess. Um, and I'd never, seen it or felt it or experienced it before um and then like things that happened and I switched rooms with my brother so he had that room and then I had the room at the end of the hall so like the complete opposite end of the house um and uh it was like, I'd be sitting in my room and you know that feeling when you can just tell that like someone is about to like knock on your door? Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you can just feel like somebody outside there, in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. Even if you don't hear their footsteps or like you just feel like I always know when my mom is going to come into the room, not because she's the loudest person besides you, but because, you know. <laughs> Like, I just know her energy and I feel her, but I'd feel like that, except it was like an ominous feeling, like, 
you know, and I'd go and like open my door and nobody would be there. Mm. Hi, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> now she's talking to my cat, Salt Lake. She's a good Karen, by the way, listeners. Not a bad Karen. A she, good Karen. Yeah, she like she really takes offense to that whole Karen thing. She's, I don't blame we're, her. We're not all like that. She gets she doesn't get Karen-y about the Karen thing though. She's just like, that's so rude. It's hurtful. Um, and I think, do you remember like sitting in the living room and there would just be like a shape like in the hallway? Like, yeah. Standing there, like that was the same thing. Just yes, like what? Sorry, go ahead. Finish. Sorry. But it would just like stand there and like. I'd see something like out of the corner of my eye, like something moving and I would look and there would be like the shape of a person just like right in, like right at the edge of the light from the living room in the hallway. And sometimes it would look like it was walking like up <gasps> in the hallway, but I could never, <laughs> yeah. yeah there was like never a sound or anything but it would just like stand there I got the chills all over my body yeah okay what were you gonna say oh I was just gonna say you know I had experiences with that thing too Mm -hmm. and it's funny that you say 1996 um was the year that you were in the room out in the garage because I believe that was about around the time I would say a year after or so that Tyler Romero and I used the psychic circle in that very garage Mm -hmm. yeah and do you remember like how the cats started acting differently Mm -hmm. that was the year 1995 and 96 is when we had an explosion of cats around here (laughs) yes Um, I remember you had like five million kittens there were so many kittens and um yeah oh my god everybody spay and neuter your pets don't make excuses fucking do it right right take it to the humane society yeah take it to the humane society they have programs to make it reasonably priced yes and yeah just fucking do it um but I had these cats uh Sid and Nancy and um I I got them in 1995 and they uh like they were super chill cats and then like after you guys with your fucking you know your satanic mumbo jumbo just kidding. That's <laughs> stupid. That's not a thing. Um, right. I just wanted to be part of something when I said that. I just, I wanted to be part of the satanic panic, but that was, in I, the know. I was too well young to be part of that. Um, we can talk about that another day. Let's do research about the satanic panic. Cause that was, uh, that was fun. I um, know a little bit about it, but yeah, go ahead. Um, blah 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 oh the cats like they would just 
like they just started acting weird and like there were certain parts of the garage they like wouldn't go in and at the time I was like well maybe there's just like a smell they don't like or like a cat from outside got into the garage and like sprayed and so they won't go over there but you know I don't know I like tried to rationalize it a lot and of course, it was so long ago now that like there's no way that I can go and test any of that. But um, they just got weird. And then the explosion of kittens, you know, some like it was like the kittens wouldn't go over there either. Mm-hmm. That one corner. Yeah, and I remember while Tyler Romero was a good little Catholic Latino boy. And he didn't want to have nothing to do with it. He was the mm-hmm. smart one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just kept trying to convince him, you know, like, oh, come on, it'll be fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I neglected. Panic, panic. Right. And I neglected to do any of the rituals around it that the psychic circle instruction said to do, mm-hmm. like. Like, uh, you know, imagine the group uh, surrounded by a white light and protected and all the things. And, and then, you know, at the end, you have to close the circle and yes. do a little ritual around that as well. Yes. And I was like, fuck that. I'm and I just want that sounds boring. I just want to have fun. And so. Yeah, I remember when we were playing with it, we were talking to this being and uh, there was some point where we were like, where are you in the room or whatever? And it said, I think that it was over by some boxes or something. Mm -hmm. And there was a bunch of boxes in that one corner and all of the cats, including all of the kittens, were like all clustered up in one spot and they were all staring at that corner. Yes. <laughs> we were like, Romero flipped the F out. He's like, I'm gone. He yeah. was like, nope, nope. And he got out of there. And then me and Tyler were just kind of like looking at each other, just kind of like, huh. you know, whoa, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember, didn't you tell me a story about when Tyler was out in the garage and he saw that shadow guy? and it like rushed him bum rushed him yes I should ask him about that and have him tell that story himself sometime I think that's a great idea um have him as a guest yeah because he was you know he's your age so I was like he's little but no he wasn't little he was like 12 (laughs) which I guess is yeah I mean yeah it's pretty little we were we were preteens. Um, we were like 12, 13 at the time. I think we were probably 12. Yeah. In, in 1995. Yeah. You were 12. So the, mm-hmm. yeah, he definitely had an experience with that. And didn't you have one when you were like sleeping on our couch that you like woke up and something was standing over you? I had experiences twice. And honestly, when I was sleeping on that couch, and that was, is it okay if I share a little bit more detail about the family? Sure. Maybe that. I think okay. the couch was haunted. Well, your your stepdad died on it and you guys kept the couch. 
He didn't die on the couch. Oh. He died okay. in the bedroom. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, this story I was told was that Tyler came out and he was on the couch dead. Oh, no. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. Poor Tyler. He is, he is he's a seen poor kid. <laughs> yeah, he's been through some shit, that kid. Oh, I don't know why I'm calling him kid. He's two months older than me, but whatever. There's no way that's true. Um, <laughs> his birthday oh. is very soon. Yeah, March 25th. Next week. Um, right. So... anyways yeah so we were talking about tyler's gonna have to come on and tell his own version of what he, he experienced I'll yeah he probably won't and then i'll tell it he, yeah. I, he'll want to be recorded right well even if we at least get his permission to share his story i think that would be a good idea first at least yeah yes i'll talk to him okay. um that sounds good. So yeah, that's my weird dude in the house experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I will share about my experiences in that house another time. Yeah. Because I think that it is a story worth stretching out over a couple of episodes even sometimes because like there is so much weirdness about this whole thing yeah. that, I mean, it blows my mind. I think it's safe to say, though, that the scariest thing that ever happened in this house is when you used to put that blanket over your back and chase us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't remember how old I was, but it was pretty, it was pretty early on when you guys met me, when, yeah. you know, I decided I was going to impersonate Igor, um, Dr. Frankenstein's assistant, mm -hmm. um, in the dark. Yeah. And I shoved one of the couch pillows up inside the back of my shirt. So I had this incredibly large, hump on a tiny skinny little girl. Mm -hmm. um and then I put a blanket over my back and my head and then wrapped it and held it tight around my face so that I literally look like like a cloak exactly so I literally looked like a hunched over creepy little man and I would drag my foot and giggle maniacally yeah and then it was the scariest <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Oh, I might have nightmares tonight from talking about it. <laughs> you yeah. have to like, chase after us in this like weird, like sideways gallop. <laughs> Dragging my right leg. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Oh my God. You're demented. Um, I know. So yeah, that's the, I have other stories too, but that's like the main thing I want to say about what happened in this house and at a certain point I was just like hey whatever you are that you know lurks in the shadows like I don't want you here and you don't belong here 
and it basically went away. Sweet. Yeah, and I haven't had any experiences at all in this house since then, and that was a long time ago. That's cool. You straight up stood up to that. That's right. You know, everybody. It's what you do. Right. For some reason. Reclaim your space. Right. For some reason, every, every guy that is disagreeable is a douche. I'm not mm-hmm. sure why, but yeah, that, that mm-hmm. guy was a douche. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So that's my story. Um, I'll think of more stories for next time. Yeah. Cause I want to hear about the monkey man again. No. I never, no. I ne- yes. I never get tired of that story. Oh my God. I'm a witch. Yeah, you probably are. Well, well I definitely yeah. am. Have you seen my hair? True. My Polish plate. Yeah, your little your little lock you have yeah. on the back of your head. Oh my God. Heather, it's a situation you might. It is a situation. I'll yeah. Yeah, you will. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You know, um, these and other things we did in the dark, you know, when we were kids, um, I, I mean, it, I still do weird things in the dark. I'm a weirdo. Is yeah. It, I hope so. Like, what can I say? I make no excuses. Yeah. Good. Cause you're amazing. Aw, so are you. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah that's let it let it out exactly yeah. <sighs> so uh-uh. yes, that's all I have to say today do you have anything else you want to share um uh oh yeah I mean this is kind of like jumping around a little bit but you know going back to the Johnstone Tavern mm-hmm. in Ghost Humpers episode three um, you know, when they were trying to recreate, you know, with the IR illuminator, mm-hmm. you know, the evidence that they had caught, you know, Brian Harnois disagreed with Grant about that and was like, I don't think that that was debunked. I don't think that that looked like the evidence we caught. Um, and I kind of agree with him and I kind of don't. I think what was different about the original um, evidence was it almost to me looked like there was a person in the shadow. Like I saw a, an outline, mm-hmm. you know, of a, like a profile or something in it. And yeah. I don't know, who knows, maybe if they would have experimented with the IR light a little bit and had... Yeah, if they would have done more. But I mean, since they don't really know the exact conditions that were happening, like in the hallway, it'd be hard to recreate those conditions exactly, you know? Mm -hmm. So like who exactly was there and had that illuminator with them? You know, who else was there that maybe could have like caused a shadow, you know, like... 
you know, it would have been hard to like recreate exactly what had happened. But I think also what Jason says, because Brian's like, it's not even the same color, but like they're looking at it on two different types of screens. Right. You know, like one of them is a computer and the other one is like the little monitor. Right. It's and not that's true. Grant the computer. So like the and we all know, like if you watch a video on your TV and then you watch it on your phone and then you watch it on your computer, it's not going to look exactly the same on every single screen. That's true because the contrast can be vastly different. Like I'll watch something on my computer and I can see it just fine. And then I'll try to watch it on my TV and it's like practically black. And I'm like, Great. I can't see what the hell's going on in this movie. What the hell? And I'll be messing with the settings and it doesn't fix it. Right. And I'm just like, what in the fuck? So Get I think it. that is also something to consider that, you know, if you're watching something through like the viewfinder of a camera, it's going to look totally different than it will if you hook that camera up to a computer or, yeah. you know, what, whatever, like no, no two screens are the same exactly, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like, I think that he really made a good point that, you know, obviously they're going to be different colors because they're on different screens, but it's the, the shape and the movement that's more what you need to look at in that case. Right. You no. Know, and yeah. I think if they would have spent more time, like getting the, like the, angle of the door you know like how far yeah. was it open how you know like they didn't keep track of those things because they didn't know that that had happened so right you that's know true yeah that's probably true that's probably yeah I think I think Grant had a point and Grant's very familiar with that type of technology based on the work he used to do yeah so I I think that he knows a lot about that sort of topic. So we kind of just have to trust him that he's right, that, you know, it needs to get thrown out mm -hmm. as evidence because it's just, you know, if you err on the side of caution and take the chance that it is that, then, you know, basically peers and colleagues in the field, anybody out there that's just watching the show would, it, I mean, it would discredit them. Right now. And that's why they, you know, they throw out all the supposed orbs too, because there's just too many things that it could be. Right. And, and it, you know, it, I wrote in my notes, it's literally dust. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a moth as well. And in, in one of them, that it, mm -hmm. and it to me like a bug that was just mm -hmm. flying upward. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and, you know, the paranormal field, it already gets enough flack just for the very fact of, you know, the, what it is. And mm -hmm. there's just so many people who are skeptical about it because they haven't had their own experiences to be like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that, you know, paranormal shit does happen, you know. Mm -hmm. But you and I have both had our personal experiences plenty enough times to be like yeah um 
there's more in this world than we know what the fuck is going on. Like the monkey man. Oh God. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. I'm just going to keep teasing that for a while. I'm not going to share the (laughs) monkey man story quite yet. That's going to wait. Don't you dare. Oh, don't tease me like that. I'm daring. I'm already doing it. Damn it. Yeah. It is a good story. It's such a good story. It's very Yeah. And then I will also share my paranormal experiences that I had in Heather's house and other people's houses. <laughs> but bless you. Right. And, and probably some other ones. I'll have to think about it. I've had so many throughout my life that mm-hmm. I can't even, and I'm also exhausted. So I can't keep it all straight right now. Yeah. People, I'm sorry. Right. I, I think we should just share like one story per time. Unless we have a lot of uh, talk, then we can share more. But I think I'm allergic yeah. to the bo. <laughs> should we should we take a vote about like if we should only share one story per podcast? <laughs> what if you were like yay and I was like nay? Then it would be like 50 50. Well, I never... mean, whatever. I think that we should just like let it happen. You know. Okay. Whatever feels natural, organically evolves from the conversation. Yes, exactly. So like, you know, it just depends on like how much time we have and what we already have talked about and, you know, how we feel. Right. If we feel like sharing, because sometimes you just don't feel like sharing. Yeah. I don't know what that's like, because I always feel like oversharing. So. Right. That's, it's who I am as a person and I won't apologize for it. But here's the thing. I don't overshare about other people. Right. And I think sometimes that's what makes people nervous about me because they, they see and hear how much I share about my own business that they're like, oh, well, she's going to talk about me too that openly. And it's like, no, I don't. I won't. I'll talk about my own self, you know. But I respect other people's privacy, so I'm not going to, like, overshare about their business, you know. It's yeah, my own I, business that I talk about. Like, yeah, my I, I hear you. I, I tend to overshare about my own business as well. Um, and I can understand from some people's perspective, like, if it's too soon or if... It's like, um, holy crap, TMI lady, you know, but Mm -hmm. at at the same time, you know, yeah, I I get the whole boundaries thing. Like maybe I should get to know somebody first a little bit more before I share some details. But like after you've already been in the sack, you know, how, how much more intimate can you be so, right. so what what is wrong with sharing a little personal story with a person you know mm-hmm. I don't I don't get that I don't know I think a lot of men get uncomfortable because I talk so openly about my period <laughs> like, seriously I'm like almost 42 years old and I'm still dealing with men around my same age who get uncomfortable talking about the menzies wow and i'm like you know what if you can't even listen to me talk about like a normal bodily function 
this isn't going to work out, you know? Yeah. Like. Yeah. What does he think that you need? What does he think that you have to do? Go like hang out in the red tent or something like (laughs) I I had a red tent, Sophie. We've talked about this. That's true. But like still, that's old school. Like how can they not? I mean, okay. Yeah. Sounds like immaturity, but at the same time, like, is that really such a taboo topic anymore? And, and also try to have a little bit of compassion and empathy for what a woman has to fucking go through yeah. her whole life. And like we, the, the suffering never ends too, because once we get into perimenopause and then menopause after that, mm-hmm. I hear from older women that it sucks even more. Like the, the, the suck does not end in our lives. Like we get no reprieve. Yeah. The, the uterus is just always trying to ruin our lives and, you know, people who don't have a uterus don't know what that's like. And, you know, I don't want to fucking hear about it. (laughs) And that's probably what they think too, but it's like, that's too bad because I'm going to talk about it. So I guess what I'm what I'm saying, but, Sophie, is that I'm looking for a man who won't get like grossed out about the fact that like I bleed every month. Yeah, totally. You know, just like um, Mr. Garrison says on South Park, you know, never trust anything that bleeds for five days and doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that joke. But I think I think that we shouldn't trust anything that can't handle the fact that you bleed for five days and don't die because like this is you know the miracle of our life giving magical power oh my god this month it was seven nice yeah it was hardcore and I loved every minute of it Um, and I don't get my period anymore actually (gasps) I have the implant in my arm oh I'm on the pill oh yeah that'll do it yeah, and I I could, you know, skip the the fourth week pills and mm-hmm. then I would skip my period, but I love having my period, so I just let it happen. And oh, it happens. It's very exciting. I love it. I know. I know. Like last episode, you were in your period dress. Yes. Oh my god, I always talk about my period. Yeah. Somehow in like every conversation I have, I end up talking about my period. Maybe yeah. I need to like think about that. Do I yeah, I'm period too much or not enough? Yeah. These are existential questions that mm-hmm. I think we again need to consult with Dave Grohl about. Yes. <laughs> He'll know. He's why. Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> he probably dealt with it because he's got a wife and kids, including right. I think a daughter or two. I can't remember. Exactly. I mean, like over half of the population has a fucking uterus and most of those uteruses make you bleed every month for most of your life. (laughs) You know, like that's just, right. Yeah. That's how uteruses work, you know, right. Fucking learn to deal with it. It's nature. It's fine. Anyway, yeah, you were you were born out of one. Everybody was born out of one, unless you were a test tube baby. I mean, 
you know, and, and don't even try to pull that C-section bullshit. You grew inside one and you most, right. mo- most likely came out of one. So right. whether you were pulled out through the stomach or the vagina, either way, you were Right. Born. You existed inside somebody's uterus. So you right. should have respect for the uteruses of the fucking world. Right. It's uteruses before deuteruses. We, we brought you into this world. We'll take you out. Right. <laughs> through the same door. <laughs> Yikes. Sorry. Yeah. So that was, that was going a little too far. I'm sorry, listeners. That was there's how far is too far enough that's another question we need to think about (laughs) we'll save that for next time how far is too far enough sophie oh how wait how soon is now when will then be now right just now (laughs) (laughs) i was more thinking along the lines of uh you know the smiths with the how you shut your mouth. How can you Ugh. say? I don't like the Smiths. I don't like Morrissey. What? I don't. Okay. I won't yeah. apologize for it. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to, but I mean, <sighs> I think you should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I like them. I like them. I respect that. I just never did. Yep. You know, that's all good. Yeah okay to agree to disagree on certain bands and things we can agree to disagree on morrissey and the smiths that's totally that's legit right that's fine are we fighting are we in a fight now yeah and we can we can disagree about the paranormal too i'm sure that's going to come up because i remember like one of the previous episodes by the way i need to apologize to our listeners because i keep telling you guys make comments in the comment section there is no comment section (laughs) but we do have an email so if you're listening and you want to tell us how much you love us or that we're stupid or like whatever or tell us your cool paranormal story that happened to you you can email us at i don't even remember what it is let me consult my notes what happens when you use a random number generator <laughs> pick the numbers at the end of the email. Like you're not gonna remember what the email is because the numbers have no meaning. Right. Okay, it's Hofi H O P H I E 70362 at gmail.com. You can email us and we'll read your story on the podcast if we believe that it's a true story. Yeah, and we'll and talk maybe, about it. Maybe even if we don't believe it's a true story, we will pick it apart. Ooh, peer reviewed. Yes, we will peer review your paranormal story. Right. I mean, respectfully, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. Heather, I can't make any promises for Heather, but for me, I, I will respectfully pick it apart. Yes. Um, you know, you know, but like, but I will also probably acknowledge that what you're sharing could possibly be true. And I'm sorry if, yeah, because I don't want to go to the side of where it seems like I'm judging because what if it is true, you know, and that's the whole thing is we need, we need to create a safe space. This is a safe space and we will believe you 
unless we recognize your story as creepypasta. Right. So okay. don't yes. make sure that it is a thing that happened to you. You can share it here. We will believe you. Right. And also I can't, again, can't speak for Heather, but I will accept um, a second person story. Yes. Some, that, that's it. But that's, that is as far as I go out with degrees of Kevin Bacon. I will Maybe not, you know, third degree. No. Yeah. No. It either like, had it happened to you or it happened to one person that you know, not the person that you know's cousin. Or right. It has to be your cousin or your friend or your coworker or ma'am. Yeah. The person you know. Right. So I think we covered it. Yeah, that, that's all normal, folks. Want. So we've been talking a really long time and I smell really bad. I do not because I used Lumi. Oh, I actually mm -hmm. want to try that. So I'm going to, and we'll talk about that later. Next time. Next time. Yeah. They're not sponsoring us. No. No, nobody's Nobody sponsoring has. us We because we suck. We're doing this <laughs> out of the goodness of our old hearts. So hearts, old crotchety, haggy hearts. Yes, exactly. Uh, spinster hearts. Aw, <laughs> I love uh, spinsters. They're my favorite. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. Yeah. I'm a, a spinster cat lady. I'm a crazy mm -hmm. cat lady. Mm-hmm. And I have my little doily that you made me that I put my, my cups on. Oh. Mm -hmm. And it keeps my desk from getting wet. Aww. Moisture. That's so sweet. Well, I think I'm going to go and eat food and do something about this stench that's happening. Mm, I think that's a good idea because you've been festering in your own juices for a while now. I have. I think I've been wearing these same pajamas for like three days. <laughs> they, I've done that. Oh, I'm not going to judge. I've done that. Okay. Yeah. Love you guys. Love, Love you, Heather. Heather. Bye. Bye. Oh my God. How do I stop this? Bye. <laughs>